Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez. Now you are probably watching this episode on my website, savsaysofficial.com, or you're listening to it via podcast because guess what? YouTube banned me after passing new restrictive policies regarding what we can and cannot say about the vaccine, aka you cannot go against the official government narrative or else you get banned and I'm not the only person that this has happened to. On top of that, we have the Biden administration potentially imposing up to $70,000 to $700,000 in fines on businesses who refuse to impose the vaccine mandate on their employees. On top of that, a new bill has been proposed that would require a COVID vaccine or a negative test for domestic air travel ahead of the holiday season. A mysterious rise in blood clots and heart issues has come out. We'll read the article on that later. And of course, Many people in our society know about this, just like NBA players who are pushing back and speaking out against this. Kind of weird how, uh, you know, there's a rise of blood clots and heart heart issues. And those also happen to be side effects of the vaccination. Hmm, weird. Anyways, the average American person knows what's going on. The average NBA player and maybe even rapper like Nicki Minaj knows what's going on. But if you speak out against it, you speak up about what's going on, you are the one that's going to get silenced and you are the one that is going to get censored. So all of that and more in today's episode of Rapid Fire. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, please remember you can donate to my PayPal. The link is down below. Usually this show is funded by YouTube Super Chats, but since YouTube has decided to silence us, please remember Remember to uh, support via the website, staffsofficial.com, PayPal, or of course, you can always just leave a five-star review on podcasts. Now, let's go ahead and jump straight into the show with the fact that we are not a serious country regarding COVID infections, regarding keeping people locked down and slowing the rate of infection. The Biden administration loves to pretend that they actually care about this, when in reality, this comes out today, the U.S. prepares for a potential worst-case scenario in which up to 400,000 migrants could cross the border in October if a COVID restriction that has blocked most migrants for almost two years is lifted Thursday, and that is per NBC. Now, of course, we know that if the Biden administration actually cared about, you know, keeping... COVID out of our country, keeping COVID infection rates down, our border wouldn't be wide open and U.S. officials wouldn't even be warning about a massive surge at the southern border. But that's exactly what is going on right now because this country isn't serious. The Biden administration isn't serious about actually getting COVID under control. Also, on top of that, do not forget that as of uh, June of this year, the U.S. border patrol already arrested over a million illegal immigrants in the fiscal year of 2021. Um, Those numbers came out in June. So we have seen illegal immigration just surpass record numbers in this country. And now we're looking forward for up to 400,000 illegals to come across the border again this month. But yeah, let's keep talking about how much the Biden administration cares about keeping COVID infection rates down when these illegal immigrants, mind you, not being tested for COVID, not being vaccinated. You have to show proof of vaccination to go to a restaurant in New York or to get on a plane. But guess what? The average illegal immigrant that's illegally crossing into our country, they can just walk over scot-free. Now, quote of the, the day posted by Elijah Schaefer says the SARS COVID-2 vaccine is the first product in history whose failure is blamed on people who don't use it. And I wanted to start the show off with this because we are 
being blamed for the fact that the vaccine is ineffective. And I'm going to say what I want in this show because we're not on YouTube. So I can interject a lot more of how I actually feel about the vaccine. I usually try to censor myself a little bit in regards to being on YouTube uh, and not interjecting too much of my opinion regarding that. And I usually try to stick to the news stories. But since we're banned on YouTube, because per YouTube's new policy, vaccine misinformation is going to be severely restricted. Uh, Michael Knowles of The Daily Wire had his episode taken down because he played NBA players, their clips talking about how they have immune systems and natural immunity because they had gotten and recovered from COVID. We'll be playing those clips here in a minute. His video was removed from YouTube for that. My video was removed from YouTube. And what did we talk about on my last show? Of course, you can find it on savsesofficial.com because it has since been deleted on YouTube or my Odyssey channel, Sav Says. Uh, we talked about the realities of the adverse reaction that people are having to these COVID vaccines. We talked about how vaccinated people are still catching and spreading COVID and still being hospitalized and dying from COVID, even with the vaccine. I have an article about that that we'll read today as well. So this is the first time in history that a vaccine doesn't work and we are being blamed for not wanting to take it. Per Senator Johnson, this is a headline from OAN. He says COVID-19 peaked before the vaccine rollout resurged after mass vaccinations. According to Senator Ron Johnson, COVID-19 vaccines are not working as advertised by the Biden administration. He's quoted saying the federal agencies have not been transparent. They have not given the American public information that we need to make an informed choice. We all hoped and prayed that the vaccine would be 100% effective and 100% safe. But when we look at this chart as the pandemic is winding down with the percent of fully vaccinated individuals is going up, you would think what you would see is just a complete winding down of the pandemic, but that's not what we've seen. We see this new surge and uh, there he is giving his speech in front of the Senate floor on Wednesday this past week. So that is what's currently going on. We have some people in politics that are trying to say, hey, you know what? COVID-19 peaked. Then we had this huge vaccine rollout. And all of a sudden, we're seeing a resurgence after these mass vaccinations. You told us this, this was going to be effective. We had CDC Director Rochelle Walensky talking about how if you got the vaccination, this was either back in March or May of this year, she was on broadcast television saying if you're vaccinated, you have no chance of spreading COVID. Well, that in itself was a complete lie. But if you go on YouTube and you talk about all of the hypocrisy and all of the lies that all of these doctors and politicians have been spreading to us, you are the one that will be banned. We are now currently living through a period of time where two plus two equals five. And if you say, well, I think it equals four, you're the bad guy, you're the menace to society, and you are going to be silenced and your career is going to be ruined. Ah, that's how I feel sometimes. I really feel like the more successful I get with this, the harder it gets to grow and it gets to, to you know, con continue to, to move forward with this show because we aren't allowed to talk about these things. In my last episode as well, we talked about that TikToker who went to the hospital for myocarditis after getting the vaccination. I believe it was Pfizer. He went to the hospital, he showed his vaccination card of the vaccines he got. He showed the hospital documentation saying, yes, you got myocarditis from this. He was a healthy D1 athlete. He posted his story on TikTok and then TikTok removed his video for medical misinformation. He was telling his story about how the vaccine personally affected him, how he went to the hospital for it and it was proven, but that's still misinformation. So that's the day and age that we're living through. And then we have the Biden administration 
putting Joe Biden in front of a, a fake set to try to encourage Americans to get the booster shot. Now, we played the video of Joe Biden getting his booster shot. Well, apparently he got that shot on a fake set. And more than anything, this just proves to me that Biden's entire administration is just so fake. It is all a setup. It's all acting. Nothing in our society is real. The the title of my last episode was Biden's booster proves that everything is a scam. And then my video getting deleted on YouTube for talking about how everything is a scam and pushing back against the official narrative that we are being fed gets deleted. Why? Because we are not allowed to think for ourselves. We are not allowed to speak for ourselves anymore. And in regards to this vaccination rollout, we have heard the most hypocritical timeline. Well, if you get vaccinated, you won't have to wear a face mask. Just kidding. You still have to wear the face mask. And also you may need a booster shot to be fully vaccinated. Dr. Fauci just came out this week and said that. Well, actually, two vaccinations doesn't really mean fully vaccinated. We're now going to kind of, you know, twist that official meaning of fully vaccinated to mean plus the booster shot. So that is what is currently going on in this country. We saw it happening in Israel. Now it's making its way here to America. Again, from Reuters earlier this week, YouTube blocks all anti-vaccine content. YouTube will block all anti-vaccine content moving beyond its ban on false information about the COVID vaccines to include content that contains misinformation about other approved vaccines, it said in a blog post on Wednesday. Examples of content that won't be allowed on YouTube include claims that the flu vaccine causes infertility and that the MMR shot, which protects against measles, mumps, and rubella, can cause autism, according to YouTube's policies. It's also banning channels associated with several prominent anti-vaccine activists, including Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Joseph Merkula, a YouTube spokesperson said. So there you guys go. You know, if you do have some research that's counter to what the narrative says, again, you are the one that is silenced. You are the one that is called bad. And I want to play this video for you, too, because maybe the two names that I read off you've heard before and you're like, oh, well, they're anti-vaxxers. They're conspiracy theorists. They're crazy. Well, Michael Knowles had his video removed from YouTube for what these NBA players had to say, because we all know that right now in the NBA, they're kind of going through like a vaccine civil war. That's what the headlines read, where they're pushing back against it. And they're saying, we don't want this injected into our body. We've already gotten COVID. We've gotten over it. We have natural immunity. We have the antibodies. We have immune systems. We are some of the most healthy people in America. We're professional athletes. We don't want to get this. So Michael Knowles played this video and YouTube removed it. Let's listen. Every player, every person in this world is going to make their own decision for themselves. Um, I would like an explanation to, you know, people with vaccines. Why are they still getting COVID? If that's something that we are supposed to highly be protected from, like, that's funny that Oh, it reduces your chances of going to the hospital. It doesn't eliminate anybody from getting COVID, right? So everybody, is everybody in here vaxxed? I would assume, right? So you all can still get COVID, right? We're less likely to die or go to the hospital. Okay, but you can still get COVID, right? So, and you can still pass it along with the vax, right? So, so I'm not asking, I'm just asking so, a question. Oh, for sure. And so, like, did so that's a Washington wizard star, Bradley Beal. And we also had a Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac coming forward and uh, making a similar statement. Let's go ahead and listen to him as well. Jonathan, Josh Robbins with The Athletic. Uh, what is it about the vaccine that, that makes you uh, hesitant to, to, to get it? Uh, I, I would start with um, 
I've, I've had COVID um, in the past. And so our, our understanding of antibodies, of natural immunity has uh, uh, changed a, a great deal from the onset of the pandemic and is still evolving. Um, I understand that the vaccine would uh, um, help if, if, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms um, from contracting it. But with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh, having a severe reaction, but it does open me up to the, albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Um, I don't believe that being unvaccinated means infected or being vaccinated means um, uninfected. You can still catch COVID um, with or with not having the vaccine. Um, I would say, honestly, the, the, the craziness of it all in terms of not being able to say that it should be everybody's fair choice without being demeaned or um, talked crazy to doesn't uh, make one comfortable to do what said person is uh, telling them to do. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's, that's a couple of the reasons that, um, you know, I would say I, I'm hesitant at this time, but at the end of the day, uh, I don't feel that it is, um, you know, anyone's reason to come out and say, well, this is why or this is not why. It should just be their decision. And, um, you know, loving your neighbors, not just loving those that, that agree with you or look like you or uh, move in the same way that you do. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, loving those who don't. Okay, so that was Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic team. I don't watch professional basketball, so if I'm butchering these names, laugh at me. I don't care. But anyway, you know, it, rappers and NBA players being the people who stood up for and pushed back against this insanity isn't what I was expecting, but I'm extremely happy to see it. And we're seeing these big names push back against this because at this point, it's not really like, oh, well, you know, if you were a rapper or an NBA player, you can circumvent these, these mandates. It's coming for everyone at this point, whether you are the lowest of the low in America or the highest of the high. Nicki Minaj was even saying, well, I might have to get vaccinated to go play at specific venues and to go on tour. So this is something that is affecting everybody and people are pushing back, which is why the Biden administration could fine firms up to $700,000 if they fail to mandate vaccines according to a vaccine enforcement mechanism that is a part of the $3.5 trillion Build Back Better bill that is per the Daily Mail. And if we read more into this from Forbes, it says President Joe Biden didn't just announce a COVID-19 vaccine mandate on companies employing 100 or more people. He plans to enforce it on Saturday. Speaker Nancy Pelosi's House quietly tucked an enforcement mechanism into their $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill, passed it out of the budget committee and sent it to the House floor. Buried on page 168 of this 2,465-page mega bill is a tenfold increase in fines for employers that willfully, repeatedly, or even seriously violate a section of labor laws that deals with hazards, death, or serious physical harm to their employees. So we don't have freedom of choice in this country anymore. The Biden administration is coming for private businesses, and they are trying to force them to force their employees to get vaccinated. That's the point we've gotten into in America. And, um, you know, it's harder for me to speak in front of a camera when I'm not live. And if this broadcast or this podcast isn't 
as smooth or coherent as it normally is. I apologize for that. And I'm making this apology because I sometimes look around and realize that we live in a country now where I can't even go on my YouTube channel, which has almost 30,000 subscribers. That's not that many. That's not that big of a channel. But me, your average American citizen who's doing research and reading news articles and headlines and sharing people's stories that I have researched and verified, I'm not just reading random tweets to you guys. I always make sure that I research everything I say on this show so that it's verifiably true. I have a small YouTube channel and that gets censored because we live in a country now where we are not allowed to have our freedom of thought. And I know that's a reiteration of what I previously said, but it should scare a lot more people than it does. We're still very spoiled in this country and we're living very plush, luxurious lives. And so we kind of forget what's going on in our country. It's very easy to look away from politics and disregard it because it is a very heavy subject. But if you look around at what's currently going on, people are being fired from their jobs. The economy is going to ruin. We're going to be getting into that in a minute. And it's absolute insanity. United Airlines, for example, says it will fire about 600 employees in the U.S. who refused to get vaccinated against COVID-19 per the New York Times. We also have Washington Post, North Carolina-based hospital system fires about 175 workers and one of the largest ever mass terminations due to a vaccine mandate that came out on the 28th of September. And keep in mind, too, that the media is trying to scare us and tell us that we are going through this this huge wave of COVID infections that are overwhelming hospitals and hospitals are so overwhelmed at this point that nurses that were regarded as heroes last year are now being fired from their jobs for not wanting to get vaccinated. And instead of being smart as a society and asking, okay, why are these nurses who work in the medical industry and probably know a couple of behind the scenes things that we don't, why are they saying no to the vaccine? Instead of asking that question, We are just laughing at all of the nurses who don't want to be vaccinated and are getting fired. Joel Berry, who is a um, managing editor and writer for the Babylon Bee, says, my wife is a nurse. The CEO of their hospital network has said he will not mandate his employees to take the vaccine because there is no scientific evidence to support it. And to be quite honest with you guys, if you go talk to your average American on the street, if you go talk to your average doctor, remember that Project Veritas just put out a video a couple days ago exposing Johnson & Johnson. Okay, their spokespeople, their doctors that work for them, They exposed them saying, yeah, I wouldn't give this vaccination to a kid because kids don't need it. That is being silenced. That is not reported in the news. What is reported, if you don't get vaccinated, we will fire you. If you do not get vaccinated, you're murdering somebody's grandmother or father or sister or brother. You're a bad person. You're selfish. You are evil if you don't get vaccinated. Now, on top of Joe Biden trying to raise fines on businesses, on top of YouTube restricting true speech about what's going on in regards to adverse reactions to these vaccines, we also have a proposed bill requiring COVID vaccines, negative tests for domestic air travel ahead of the holidays. Travelers could be looking at new COVID restrictions as we embark on the holiday season. It's one of several COVID-related updates for the airline industry. 
And apparently this was uh, proposed by Senator Dianne Feinstein, who says we can't allow upcoming holiday air travel to contribute to another surge in COVID cases. Today, I introduce legislation requiring passengers on domestic flights to be vaccinated, test negative, or be fully recovered from a previous COVID illness. And, you know, to many people in the chat, too, who might be saying, well, just take the test then or just show that you got COVID and, and you recovered from it. It's no big deal. It is a big deal. Because we should have privacy over our medical history in this country. I got a COVID test for work. And you know what ended up happening? The government kept texting me. And the county that I live in kept texting me and saying, you need to call this number and talk to a contact tracer so we can know where you've been, who you've been around and who you've been in contact with. So we can trace, you know, who else could have been infected. And I'm like, no, that is an infringement on my privacy. It's none of the government's damn business where I've been going, who I've been around. And it's none of the government's business if I got COVID or not. Again, I'm going to read this article to you of a couple who got vaccinated and died in the hospital minutes apart from COVID-19. Or so the headline says, I don't know, could it have been from their vaccination? Even if it was, we would never know. And I'm going to say stuff like that, too, because we should be able to question these things. But we're not allowed to. And since I'm not on YouTube, that vaccination may have very well have killed that couple because they were elderly. But are we ever going to maybe see that angle of this or, you know, hear the hospitals maybe, um, I guess, research into that or analysis of that. No, we're never going to see that. It's immediately like, oh, COVID killed this person. That's it. That's the final say. Go on Google right now and type in woman dies from COVID vaccine, man dies from COVID vaccine. You can keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. But in every single article and story and headline, it says, well, we can't verify if they died from the vaccine or not, even though they died a couple of days after getting the vaccine, even though this 30-year-old mother with no underlying conditions had organ failure a couple of days after getting her second dose of Moderna, even though all of that happened, we can't really verify it. It's super hard to, so we're just going to chop it up to bad luck. And even though this, hap this is happening on a mass scale, it's no big deal. And, uh, you know, just get the vaccine so you can travel, okay? Like, let's just make life a lot easier for everybody else. It's not really that big of a deal. Well, it is a big deal. And I'll tell you why it's a big deal, because we're seeing articles like this one from the Times, mystery rise in heart attacks from blocked arteries. And there's an ad wall up here. Uh, but basically, let me just put this up on screen for my actual viewers. Uh, this comes from the Times and it talks about in this article how in Scotland and in the UK, they're seeing a mystery rise in heart attacks from blocked arteries and that this is something that they haven't seen and it's just coming up and they're like, oh, well, that's kind of crazy. Uh, what's going on with that? How? Why are we seeing these these this weird spike? Well, maybe it's because blood clotting and heart inflammation are side effects of both Pfizer and Moderna's vaccine. The CDC has even come forward and had to change in Moderna's write-up that heart inflammation is a side effect and that it does affect young men, young teenage boys as well. On my website, staffsaysofficial.com, I have an entire page dedicated to COVID-19 vaccine research where you can read all of these headlines because we are not allowed to talk about this on social media because we are. if you Google these things, Google is going to suppress those search results. So it sounds crazy, but all of those headlines are real and you have to dig through 90 pages of a CDC study or CDC update to find these things. Or you can go on my website and find it out there. If you think I'm crazy, go look for it yourself. I think that uh, it's not my job to change your mind. It's my job to give you the information. And then it's your job after you are aware of this to say, okay, well, maybe I want to research this a little bit more.
On top of that, fully vaccinated Mark Lamont Hill suffers from a heart attack and is being hospitalized with blood clots after blasting NBA players who were critical of the COVID-19 vaccination. Now, Mark Lamont Hill is a former CNN commentator, and he had a heart attack and was hospitalized with deep vein thrombosis and blood clots in his lungs. He is only 42 years old. And on Wednesday, he uh, criticized Orlando Magic player Jonathan Isaac, who we just played a clip of, for being being outspoken about his decision for not taking the COVID jab. He said, this sounds smart to people who do not know things. And uh, now he is in the hospital because he had a heart attack and had deep vein thrombosis, which caused a pulmonary embolism. And again, if you look at the side effects of this vaccine, it's exactly that. Okay. It is exactly that. He writes on his post, I'm home and recovering after a rough week. After my successful Achilles surgery on Friday, I was rushed to the ER on Saturday after suffering a mild heart attack. Turns out I had deep vein thrombosis, which caused a pulmonary embolism. Blood clots nearly completely blocked my lungs, preventing blood flow to my heart. And again, since we're on the topic of heart inflammation. I also remember too, you can find this article on my website that a young teenage boy was awarded $300,000. Let's, let's go ahead and look it up in real time actually, because, uh, you know what? I want to just prove to you guys here that, uh, you know, we're not fake news on this podcast, on this show. So on my research page, COVID-19 vaccine, let's scroll down here. I have them all categorized. Um, and underneath the Pfizer category, Singapore teen with cardiac arrest after Pfizer vaccine gets $166,000. Sorry, I said $300,000 because it was uh, $225,000 in Singapore's currency, but it's $166,000 in our currency. But this teen uh, got awarded with this after getting cardiac arrest and... uh, that was post-vaccine, and they went and they studied that, and that's what happened. So um, that's what's going on in this country, but we're not allowed to talk about it. The New York Post came out with this headline, too, and this is that couple that I was uh, talking about previously. Vaccinated Michigan couple dies of COVID-19, holding hands minutes apart. A fully vaccinated Michigan couple died of COVID-19 less than one minute apart and while holding hands, according to their daughter. Grand Rapids residents Cal Dunham, 59, and his wife Linda, 66, who had pre-existing health conditions, began to feel sick during a family camping trip this month. And then uh, basically they said they felt like they they caught COVID. They said they wanted to go to the doctor because they didn't feel well. And within days, their conditions deteriorated and they ended up on ventilators. On Monday, they died after being taken off of life support and held each other's hands as they passed away. Now, I am not like the left who's going to say, oh, well, you got vaccinated. Uh, That's what happens. No, I'm not going to do that because when whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated and you die from COVID, Um, We should be looking at the overarching issue here that Americans need to take responsibility for their health. The couple in this picture looks uh, overweight. I will be honest with this. Um, My condolences to their family members. But to be quite honest with you, we are pushing this vaccine on people. And the vaccine in itself is a Band-Aid, just like all of these big pharma medications. They're not actually getting to the core of the problem. They're not actually healing people from within. And we're not teaching people in this country to take care of their bodies. Instead, 
we're just throwing on a Band-Aid for all of these symptoms and saying, yeah, if you get the vaccine, then you'll be healed from COVID. You'll never have, you'll never spread it. You'll never get it. You'll never die from it. When that in itself is verifiably false, as we're seeing from this headline, people need to take responsibility for their health and they need to be looking into alternative forms of, uh, you know, medicine. For example, I mentioned this doctor on the show previously, Dr. Sean Baker. He was an orthopedic surgeon. And when he was working in the hospital industry, uh, he started taking more time with his patients and he started researching the carnivore diet and how changing your diet to an all meat diet could potentially reverse certain diseases in people and uh, reverse a lot of uh, different things that would have required invasive surgeries. So he talks about all this and you know what ended up happening? The hospital industry got mad at him because they said that he was taking too long with patients and that he was costing the hospital too much money and that he needed to have a set time with patients, just diagnose them, give them a medication and get them out of there. So listening to this doctor made me realize more and more how little big pharma or the medical industry actually care about fixing our health problems in America. I know they want to mask them with these medications, with these vaccinations, but when in reality, we just need to be taking care of our health and taking responsibility. So again, sad story seeing anybody die from COVID, whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated. The bigger issue at hand here, though, is that we need to be taking care of our bodies in this country and the amount of chemicals and preservatives in our food, in our water, in our air is abhorrent. And people need to start waking up and realizing how they're treating their bodies by ingesting McDonald's, by ingesting water that isn't filtered out because there are chemicals in our water, um, in a water supply in a a certain city. You know what? I'm just going to start live looking these things up since we're not live. Um, There was antidepressants being put in the water and uh, people were drinking that. Let me see. Let me look this up really quick. So, yeah, uh, antidepressants were found in fish collected over five miles downstream of a location of wastewater discharge. And scientists detected several commonly used antidepressants in water, stream bed sediment and the brain tissue of white suckers, a native fish species. So, um, you know, there's this article from Salon.com. Your tap water is probably laced with antidepressants. It's just very interesting to me how... Um, All of these things are happening to our food and water supply, but we're not allowed to talk about it. We're not allowed to question anything. It's just, you know, sit down, shut up, and uh, don't worry about the fact that there was uh, breakthrough cases and they canceled the performance of Aladdin on Broadway just one day after the show reopened for the first time in 18 months. Yeah, don't don't pay attention to that. Don't pay attention to, uh, you know, why people refer to vaccine breakthrough cases as rare. Um, Is it even appropriate to call them breakthrough cases? This comes from Thomas Massey, who says 70 percent, 129 of 185 of the vaccinated prisoners in the facility tested positive for SARS-CoV-2 in one month alone. And he is talking about this CDC study here uh, that talks about it. So this is what's going on in this country. And again, I'm sorry I'm all over the place um, with with this show today, you guys. It's just, it's harder for me to do this show when it's not live. And it is really infuriating for me when the channel gets banned, when the show gets banned. And I'm looking at all of these news stories and I don't even want to go through them because it just gets so disheartening. 
I had 122,000 followers on Twitter because of my coverage of the Black Lives Matter riots. That all got deleted and taken away my entire reporting career. If you go look up the Daily Mail or the Fox News articles that linked my footage of what was going on in this country last year, all of that footage has since been deleted. I try to put these things up on Instagram. It gets deleted. They threaten to delete my account. I put it up on YouTube. YouTube bans me for a week. So it's very disheartening, to be quite honest with you guys. And I want to give you guys this information and give you a quality show but it's difficult it's very difficult to and I get very discouraged because we're living through a day and age where not only is it almost impossible feeling it feels to get the truth out but on top of that the average person thinks that you're the crazy one and you're the bad one for trying to talk about any of these things the stories from the BBC COVID-19 in Wales, a third of positive cases are unvaccinated. So two-thirds are vaccinated. Great. And again, just reading this article, it's so ridiculous. Why are so many vaccinated people in the hospital? The sheer numbers of people vaccinated, nearly 95% of those over 60 and 84% of those under 60, means that statistically, double vaccinated people will still be a significant portion of hospital patients but without the vaccine, those hospital numbers might be even higher. I love how they always put that. They're like, yeah, uh, it's mostly vaccinated people that are taking up the hospitals, but it could have been much worse if it wasn't for the vaccine. How would they have known that? How could they have verified that? I honestly feel like every single news article that I read at this point is just straight up misinformation in itself. But the media is allowed to lie to us all freaking day long. Jen Psaki is allowed to say that the new $3.5 trillion bill actually is going to cost us $0.00 somebody explain how that makes any sense when we have the biden administration coming up in front of america and lying to us and then the people on the ground who are actually wanting to tell the truth being censored it's like what's the point of even trying to tell the truth anymore when we're just going to continue to be silenced i mean i'm not going to give up on this or anything but it is very infuriating and frustrating to continue to work so hard to build up these platforms to try to get the truth out to do all of this research to invest time and energy in your life into this just to have your entire career deleted and destroyed it's very infuriating what's even more infuriating is that pfizer is now trying to seek approval soon for vaccines for five to eleven year olds keep in mind that um the NIH is barely conducting studies on how the vaccine is going to affect women long term via their menstrual cycles and fertility. They barely started conducting those studies a couple weeks ago. Remember that Johnson & Johnson was initially halted because so many people were having adverse reactions. AstraZeneca was halted in Denmark completely as well because so many people were having adverse reactions to that vaccine and even dying from it. But yeah, let's go ahead and just approve it for 5 to 11-year-olds. On top of Pfizer trying to get approval for this, which I'm sure will be passed, because you know what? It doesn't even matter if there's FDA approval, because the CDC will just come out and say, oh, well, the FDA didn't approve booster shots. Well, we're still going to push them out anyway, because we're just going to do whatever the hell we want, because science doesn't exist in this country. So on top of Pfizer pushing for this vaccine for 5 to 11-year-olds, because we all know that these Democrat politicians are trying to force your kids to get vaccinated to go back to school, well, Gavin Newsom came out with this one today breaking california will require our kids to get the covid19 vaccine to come to school this will go into effect following full fda approval our schools already require vaccines for measles mumps and more why because vaccines work this is about keeping our kids safe and healthy so even though they're not going to have enough time to conduct research on how this is going to affect children or affect anybody long term let's just go ahead and inject our kids with it and the average american will because the average american doesn't want to have to deal with all of these 
these just difficulties in life. They want to have their easy life. They just want to send their kid to school. They just want to go back to normal. And they're going to listen to the government to try to get to that normal but they don't realize that every single time they get vaccinated with a booster or vaccinate their kids or continue to wear their face mask, they are continuing to allow the government to take away their rights and freedoms. The government is never going to let us get out of this. You have to take back your life and live normally. And I say this every single show, but because the average person doesn't understand that. Our scientists in America are absolutely ridiculous. Everything in America is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Earlier this week, this came out. The CDC implements study on gun violence after labeling it a public health threat, aiming to craft swift interventions as they have done to contain the coronavirus pandemic and other national health emergencies per NPR. So first off, the CDC stands for the Center of Disease Control. How in the hell does gun violence equate to disease control. They did this with racism as well earlier last year. Oh, well, racism is a public health threat. So we have to, you know, put a couple million dollars towards it in Chicago. Uh, Yeah, we're just going to reallocate some funds because of racism. And uh, the second part of this is what really scares me that the CDC is aiming to craft swift interventions as they have done to contain the coronavirus pandemic in regards to gun violence. Now, let's take a look at how the CDC has handled the coronavirus pandemic. They locked us down. They took away, away our rights. So when you hear me reading this headline, understand and be aware that the government is planning on coming in And taking away your guns, taking away your rights, treating you as a domestic terrorist because of gun violence, because it's now a public health threat. And even if you've never committed a crime, even if you are a law abiding American citizen, it doesn't matter because some other criminal who probably got their gun illegally because some criminal decided to go shoot someone else up. And then keep in mind, too, that if we take guns away from criminals, they'll probably just stab people or run them over with their cars. If people want to commit crimes and murder someone, they'll find a way to do it, whether or not they have a gun. The average gun owner is not a criminal here in America. The average gun owner has their guns to keep themselves safe and their families protected. But let's just loop everyone into this gun violence, public health threat, And all of our rights are going to be taken away. So mark my words, that's going to be coming for all of us. Amazing. America, not a serious country, which is why we have a citizen saying, as a transgender woman, I am biologically female. Yes, this is a tweet from Emily Gore-Kliansky, who... I don't even know who this person is, just some crazy transsexual on Twitter who says that as a transgender woman, I am biologically female, which makes no sense. If you're a transgender woman, that means that biologically you are a man, means you have a dick and balls and that you cannot get pregnant no matter how hard you try. Apologies on being vulgar. That's just the science. That's the way that God made us. And uh, no matter how hard this person tries, he will never be able to get pregnant because he does not have a uterus and ovaries, which are required and needed to make a baby. But let's just throw science out the window. This study came out per the Daily Mail. Sports should create universal categories between because transgender women do have an advantage over female athletes, says Major Review. Now, I wish this was a review that came out of the U.S., but it actually came out of a U.K. sport uh, review. Why? Because we're not a serious country in the U.S. We're really not. 
<sighs> I just, it pains me. It really does. Which is why we have, again, Jen Psaki coming forward and saying this $3.5 trillion new bill will actually cost $0, which makes no sense. Let's listen to this clip. But I will also note, uh, and we've done this a little bit over the past couple of days, but that this package, the reconciliation package, would cost $0. So what I'm saying, what, I, what we are, the case we're making here is that there needs to be agreement on the different components. There's broad agreement on the goals. And then there needs to be agreement on what the revenue pay-fors are. Okay, I don't know how she equated $3.5 trillion to $0 because that doesn't make any sense. And I've said this on previous broadcasts as well. Nothing in this society costs $0. Nothing in our society is free. And I found this Yahoo article that says Saki and Democratic lawmakers claim $3.5 trillion reconciliation package will cost $0. And then reading into it, um, we had... Pramila Jayapal in a segment on CNN State of the Union, she's a Democratic representative, saying that Biden's proposed tax hikes on high earners would subsidize the astronomical expense of the measure. This is a zero dollar bill because it's all going to be paid for with taxes on the wealthiest corporations and the wealthiest individuals. We put our proposal out and it costs three point five trillion when you add everything up. If somebody wants to take something out, we need to hear what it is. So there you guys go. There's the truth. It doesn't cost zero dollars. It costs three point five trillion dollars and they're planning on taxing the wealthiest corporations and the wealthiest individuals because we all know how much wealthy corporations love being taxed out the wazoo to pay for these stupid reconciliation bills which as we talked about earlier democrats are trying to use to force us to get vaccinated even more on top of that the u.s government is apparently going to run out of money by October 18th, our Treasury Secretary said. Uh, they also called for us to raise the debt ceiling uh, earlier this week. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warned lawmakers that the federal government will likely run out of cash and extraordinary measures by October 18th unless Congress raises the debt ceiling. Yeah, so we're raising the debt ceiling even though the new $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill costs $0. I, I mean, I, I don't really understand how uh, economics works. So, uh, if someone could explain that to me, I, it's just, I, do you think those two things coincide? $3.5 trillion bill, debt ceiling needing to be raised. If it really costs $0, then we wouldn't really need to raise the debt ceiling, but it somehow still costs $0. Welcome to America in 2021. I, I hate it here. I really do. On top of that, apparently Joe Biden is trying to sneak a new mileage tax into this new reconciliation bill, but lucky for us, AP fact-checked it and said, mileage tax study, not actual mileage tax, proposed an infrastructure bill. Now, a lot of people were talking about this on Twitter because there was this graphic going around from Newsmax that was saying that the new infrastructure bill could potentially pose an eight cents tax on every single mile that you drive. But as the AP states, well, actually, this is false. He's not calling for a driving tax. What's actually happening is that the uh, $1 trillion infrastructure bill, separate from the three. $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill, um, that bill would establish a national study to assess how such a tax could be implemented. It would not actually enact that tax, nor does it outline a rate of eight cents per mile. And then if you scroll down into this article, it basically talks about how all they want to do with the, the proposed pilot program is study the mechanics of such a tax. So if it were to be implemented, they could kind of see how that would look, how it could be implemented. So they're not proposing it now. They're just proposing a study to research how they can implement it. 
Oh my goodness. It's just absolutely insane in these streets. I can't handle it. And let's go ahead and take a peek in on our economy as well and kind of brush up and see how that's doing. Per CNBC, majority of restaurant operators say business conditions are worse now than they were three months ago. Survey finds more than half of restaurant operators surveyed by the National Restaurant Association say that business conditions are worse now than three months ago. The Delta variant, understaffed restaurants and higher food costs are among the issues plaguing the industry. Just 9% of survey respondents said business conditions improved over the last three months. So there you guys go restaurants in worse condition than they were under Donald Trump than they were three months ago. Joe Biden is doing a great job of absolutely destroying America. On top of that, bacon prices have reached record levels. Here's why they might not go down anytime soon. This is from KCRA3. Bacon is more expensive for Americans than it has been in the past 40 years. And yes, that is accounting for inflation. The hankering for pork chops is costing you about 7% more than 12 months ago. The average price for that slab of bacon to accompany the Sunday morning spread has jumped nearly 28% during the past 12 months. Inflation adjusted consumer price index data shows. And then, of course, they talk about supply chain issues and inflationary pressures. And they try to say it's because of the pandemic. But we all know it's because the government is the one who has kept our economy shut down. And there's also people speculating too that this is all done by design because the supply chain is actually moving. I'm seeing some interesting stuff on that. Go research that on your own time. I haven't done enough research into it to talk about it here, but um, look look that up. It's, it's an interesting angle there. Going further into the economy um, from CNN Business, the workers who keep global supply chains moving are warning of a system collapse. Seafarers, truck drivers, and airline workers have endured quarantines, travel restrictions, and complex COVID-19 vaccinations and testing requirements to keep stretched supply chains moving during the pandemic. But many are now reaching their breaking point, posing yet another threat to the badly tangled network of ports, container vessels, and trucking companies that move goods around the world. So again, as you guys can see, complex COVID-19 vaccination and testing requirements, keeping the supply chain from moving quickly and easily. So there you guys go. Actually, I'm like, oh, I didn't do enough research into that. And then in the next article, it's like, well, actually, there it is. It's the government imposing all of these restrictions, all of these ridiculous measures that are stopping the supply chain from moving forward. So the government is in itself pushing us into this awful place where inflation rates are going up, food prices are going up, that we're being forced out of our jobs and unable to pay our bills. Every single one of these problems stems back to the government. And also, mind you, you can't collect unemployment, by the way, if you refuse the COVID-19 vaccine and get fired. Now, this is dependent per state. But overall, I was reading into this because you guys know I love to talk about how the government is still paying people to stay home in specific states. All you have to do to prove unemployment is prove that you were going to look for a job. You don't have to accept the job. You just have to go interview for it. And then um, there you go. You get your unemployment check. Well, if you're unemployed because you wanted to push back and you wanted bodily autonomy and you didn't want to be injected with an experimental vaccine that could potentially kill you, well, you don't get unemployment for that. Sorry, absolutely not. So that is the state of our country. And um, we'll go through a couple more stories and we'll wrap it up here. From the New York Post, the Marine who blasted Afghan withdrawal being held in military lockup. Now, this is Lieutenant Colonel... Uh, Stuart Scheller, he ripped into the military's leadership following the devastating suicide bombing at the Pool Airport, which killed 13 U.S. service members. Um, since then, he was relieved of his command for chastising his bosses. And 
he has now been put into the brig. So he is being held in military lockup for condemning his higher ups for their botched withdrawal in Afghanistan. And, um, Apparently, too, following his impassioned speech, he announced he was resigning his commission and walking away from a $2 million pension after 17 years of service. So this isn't a speech that this this um, colonel made lightly. He was walking away from years of service, from $2 million of pension. And after he came out with that speech as well, he he announced that he was ordered to undergo a mental health screening and again, he is now currently in the brig. So that's what happens when you condemn the higher ups in this country. Now, I know that there is rules in the military about condemning your higher ups or speaking out, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that this man is being imprisoned is kind of insane to me, especially because, again, 13 of his fellow service members died because of Joe Biden's decision and botched withdrawal. Uh, and now he's being held in military lockup. So that's what's currently going on here. And we'll wrap up with uh, BLM insanity. Apparently, Will Smith goes all in for Black Lives Matter, says critical race theory should be called truth theory. Now, I'm really disappointed in Will Smith because I really loved him. I thought he was a great actor. I used to love his movies. But, you know, he and Jada Pinkett Smith are super woke. And it's just so funny to me any single time a multi-million dollar African-American comes forward in support of Black Lives Matter because it's like, you know what? You are living proof that everything that Black Lives Matter stands for, pushes for, and says Black people are living through oppression and, uh, you know, inequality. You are a living example that that's not true, Will Smith. So go on ahead and keep on telling other minority black people that they can't make it in this country and that they're oppressed when you've made millions because of America. Now, finally, wrapping up the show today, we end on a Daily Mail article that reads, Black student is revealed to have written N-word graffiti that called for death of black people and led to walkout at a Missouri high school. A black student scrawled racist graffiti featuring the N-word that led to walkouts at Parkway Central High School in Missouri, school officials said Tuesday. And it said, hope all black people die, N-word. More than 1,000 students walked out the day after the September 23rd incident. They passed around a megaphone to share experiences of campus discrimination. And then apparently the superintendent came out and said the student responsible was not white. This does not diminish the hurt it caused or impact it has on our community. But the culprit admitted to the act after the school launched an investigation and he now faces severe disciplinary consequences and a referral to law enforcement. And the reason I bring up that story is because when you do look at these hate crime incidents that happen, the majority of the time they are false. Go look that up for yourself on the Internet. Again, there's there's even this story that I was reading last year of this church that was tagged with anti-LGBTQ rhetoric, well, it was the gay member of their church that tagged the church with the anti-gay rhetoric. So it's very interesting how, you know, we live in such a racist and hateful country that people have to, uh, they have to enact their own hate crimes on themselves. Very interesting. Anyways, I'm sorry that the show was low energy today and that I stumbled and mumbled my way through it. I... Don't give as good of a performance when I'm not live. And uh, I'm a bit down in the dumps because the harder I work, the more I'm punished by big tech. And for everybody saying, go start your own platform, 
people aren't going to go to 58 different platforms to go find other people's work. Everybody's on YouTube. Everybody's on Twitter. Let's be freaking realistic. And that's why they censor those platforms because they know that they're a public forum. They know that that's where thoughts and opinions are formed. That's where they know decisions are made off of the information on those sites. And they are specifically keeping the people who want to tell the truth off of those sites for that exact reason, because they don't want thoughts and opinions formed that counter their narrative. So thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Rapid Fire. Uh, please remember to support the show. Um, go follow me on Odyssey at Sav Says. Go subscribe to my website, savsesofficial.com. And uh, please remember to leave a five-star review if you like the show. I appreciate you guys always supporting me. And uh, hopefully you'll see me next week back on YouTube.